0: Hey, welcome to the Soulful Lounge podcast. I'm Tracy Manu. Together, we'll share conversations with remarkable people from all walks of life. Some have achieved exceptional things, some have triumphed in adversity, others are simply sharing their pearls of wisdom and experience. Their stories will touch you, and the actionable tools and strategies we share will support you to honour the call of your soul and create a life you truly, deeply love. Hi, everybody. Tracy here from Blossom, and today I'm so excited to introduce you to Lisa Miller. She is a coach as well, and I've been following you for a little while now, and I really love the conversations you're having online and your passion about supporting women with their subconscious beliefs. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. So, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Tracy, and thanks for inviting me on. I'm pretty excited, actually.
0: Brilliant. Awesome. So first of all, let's start with, just tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and
1: how you got yeah. into what you're doing and what you do. Okay, so I'm, I'm 51 and I was born in the Waikato in New Zealand and I was a school teacher for 25 years and went into educational consultancy work. So I always loved the brain, I always loved newer, neuroscience and then seven or eight years ago I had a, a really traumatic time in the marriage breakup from abusive marriage and my mum really sick with Alzheimer's and two kids to look after. And I left my marriage with no credit. So I couldn't go to the bank. I couldn't get any support from WINS and I had nowhere to go because my mum was sick and my dad was past. So I had this really, really tricky time. And out of that, I had to actually come back to me and go, okay, this isn't going to work the way I'm thinking and being. And look what I've created I'm going to have to change things. So I started to go on a journey and I asked the question, which was, okay, I wonder what tools could show up. And three months later, no lie, someone came into my life and taught me a modality called Access Consciousness Bars. And it lifts the brain into theta. And it lifts you out of your unconscious patterning. And it clears the body of some of the trauma as well. Because, of course, the mind creates the trauma. So I got into this pathway of really digging deep into self-healing and I moved seven or eight times, and I kept, but I also kept moving forward to this Lisa that had been there when she was little, this little girl that always had fun and joy and ease and gratitude for life. And I'd lost that. I was really low, um, very self judging, very self critical. So it took me on this path to supporting others and myself and my family, my children. And I ended up working with children mainly and mums and doing healing with them and then grief, loss, and change work. And then as time came on, the coaching sort of kicked in and I found other tools and created my own tools. And I fell in love with the science behind it, the quantum physics. And that's what's happened, Tracy. I'm taking everything I've ever known about how people communicate, how people are together energetically, how people um, think about themselves using old unconscious brain patterns. And I've sort of put it all together, all the tools that I've gathered from teaching educational insolvency work, in my healing work, and I've created this coaching practice called Network Nature.
0: Wow! What oh. an inspiration! Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: What would you say uh, the biggest thing was that moved you from that, you know, I suppose you could say, disempowered state, where, you know, things weren't going well, to where you are now? What was the What was the biggest step? I think
1: it, the biggest the biggest thing that drove a change was my children probably and my mum being very sick with Alzheimer's and I was looking after her and I knew, I just knew that I could not create a beautiful life for my kids and it wasn't like their life was awful but of course I had so much unconscious conditioning going on they were wiring that in too as when I knew that on some level and I knew I had this beautiful mum to look after who was only like in her early 60s and going downhill and the only one living close to her And these two children. So that probably drove it first. But underneath it was this deep knowing that there was more for me. And I've always been very childlike. So what I did, I tapped back into what was I like as a four or five-year-old. I had joy and ease and flow. And I always loved play. And that's why I became a primary school teacher. And that was gone. So I knew there was a big missing, but I also knew that those ways of thinking and the way of being that was driven from the unconscious pattern, which was self-hate, self-sabotage, um, it was drama and trauma, it was um, judgment of myself and no gratitude for me, was not going to create this great life for my kids. And I wanted them to have even more than I've got. And then I had this mum who was very sick and I wanted to be able to be in a place where I didn't look out of here, out of stress and trauma. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of trauma that first year and it's been the toughest year of my life ever. And the first step, though, was asking a question. Like I'm very, I've always been a seeker and wanting to discover. And so I was was doing a lot of reading and listening to podcasts as we do and it was just this question downloaded like, okay, right, what's it going to take to find some new tools? And then they showed up three months later. And I just kept, when the tools started to show and the access bar started to show up, I saw this little light, and I saw the Lisa in that little light, the Lisa who had been and what was possible, and I kept asking and creating and moving forward. Some of the stuff took five years, like my money stuff took five years, so literally we rewire my synaptic pathway took five years. Another stuff took five months, but I, I just kept moving forward to this what I knew was possible and what I knew I was like as a child.
0: When you say, you know, yeah. some things took five years and some things took yeah. five months, what were some of the key things that you were doing in that time to change those patterns?
1: Number one, it was staying out of my brain. Like our brain, our unconscious brain, is our biggest uh, default system, which I call the ass automatic response system, <laughs> that drives your patterns. So in the first seven years, it's in theta. And it's a recording system. It's pretty much like recording everything around us because we don't have a brain big enough to take everything in. We've got to learn a lot of rules. And so it becomes an unconscious patterning that happens in the brain. And so I I knew that. I knew that academically. I knew that as a teacher when I saw children. I saw the patterns. I knew the patterns in my family, the ancestral stuff around drinking and drugs in my family. I saw these patterns around poverty. And I knew, I knew deep down that this had to change. The first thing was really acknowledging that I wasn't a brain. I was this being. And I've only really put a name on this in this last year or so, the super consciousness, which is my deep, deep knowing, which in Māori we call wairua, right? Intuition, every culture has a name for it. But the first thing was to acknowledge that I wasn't my brain. I was this being, having an experience with the brain, and to separate them.
0: Gosh, that's
1: powerful. Yeah, it was. It was huge, hum, because I'm so empathic and sensitive as well, really empathic. So I would walk in a room and sense everything, and then my brain pattern would go into, oh, you're awful, you're horrible, you're, but it was just judging their judgment of me. I was just sensing their judgment of me. And my brain would tell me, you're awful, there's something wrong with you. And I had to really dig deep and go, hang on a minute, that's my brain, that's what I'm sensing. That's what I'm aware of there, but it's not actually me as a being, as a super consciousness. But really my structure and system for coaching didn't really kick into about a year and a half ago, even though I knew this deep down.
0: Do you think that was because you were living it more, like you were really embodying it, so it was easier to coach it from there?
1: I think I was embodying embodying it the whole time, but I didn't didn't have the science maybe. I knew the science, but when the science – when I really put both of them together with the embodiment of who I was being, not my brain, but a super consciousness being, and I got the science with it. So the being in the deep knowing and knowing my brain wasn't me and then putting the science with it and living it day to day, really started to show up uh, the tools in another way and also how to structure them. But also I use a tool called questions. So I don't do affirmations. Because affirmations for me and all my clients are like putting icing on a poop line. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Sparkly on the poos. What happens with affirmations? And most people's brains get, and if that works for you, that's fine. I'm not judging anyone. But for most people, their brain does polarity. So the brain goes from, you're good. Oh, no, you're not. You're bad. And the unconscious pattern drives that. So we wire those things in. And guess what we wire in? Yes, when we're little, we wire in trauma, we wire in there's something wrong with us, we wire in we're not worthy, we wire in we're lacking in abundance, we're lacking in capabilities, and we're not perfect. Why do you think it is? It's just the way the brain works. It's the brain science. So the brain's job, the old reptilian brain's job, is to keep you safe. So it remembers the trauma and the drama before it remembers that you were really kind and lovely and grateful just the brain That job is to keep you safe and then the ego's job is to keep you in that safety and to keep you believing what you believe and then we have a reticular activating system that only shows you up to now what you know so we have to bring a question to it because an affirmation just sits like I am powerful and then the unconscious pattern comes up and goes no you're not Do you remember when you did that you're not powerful And we can't, we actually can't fix every belief. So if we try and put a new belief in, you've got billions of beliefs that are weird and unconscious that are driving our subconscious and driving our consciousness to come into conscious reality. And that's creating our life as our unconscious pattern, which drives a way of being as well. And that way of being with the unconscious pattern is who we're being. And then we create from there. That I call it the law of creation, not the law of attraction. So then it means that questions then come in and allow your brain to rewire a little bit and to look for a new possibility. Otherwise, you're trying to put icing on a food pie. Yeah, the
0: questions it's really true. open
1: up the mind, don't they? Mm. They open up your consciousness to a new reality.
0: Okay. So, yeah, the, the questions <clears throat> begin to open up the mind, don't they?
1: Yes, and what they do is they open up our consciousness because we're a conscious and aware being that's having an experience in a body and a brain. But what happens is when you're born, you're born as a super conscious being who's digging deep into your knowing so you know where to go. You know how to find the bird's nest and you find, you know how kids just find stuff and they know where their friends are. And then by seven, we've wired in our parents' unconscious patterns We've in all the conditioning from outside of us, the programming about being a woman, being a Maori woman for you in New Zealand or being an Indian baby born this year and a boy in India. So we're wiring in the conditioning and then that seems real to us because that's what the brain is driving, the pattern it's driving. And when we start to look out of that filter and that lens and then all we can see is I'm not good enough because or all we can see is... Um, Mine was poverty. I grew up with a poverty story. So, of course, I created no credit. Of course, I created that because of my poverty story. If I'd been in a different family, and it's not my family's fault, you know, it's nothing to do with that. This is about me taking responsibility for my pattern. It's my job to change the abuse, to stop the pattern, to stop the trauma, not my parents. So it's taking responsibility for the pattern too because you chose to come into this life and this reality. So, yeah, we have this brain that's operating out there and creating the crap, what I call the deja vu. Mm -hmm. So more of it, the big loop. But we think we're consciously creating, but 90% of the day the brain is operating. You know how you drive the car and you don't know how you got there? Yes. That's what the brain does, unless you bring awareness and consciousness to it. And the questions bring that consciousness. They help to rewire the brain, the reticular activating system, to look for something different but they also open you up to your deep knowing and your super consciousness and then your super consciousness your being becomes your driving system your main operating system for your brain so what I've done is changed my operating system from my unconscious pattern to my deep knowing so now I feed my subconscious and my conscious from my deep knowing and I never have lack I never have I'm not worthy Now I get the odd pattern jumping up But 90% of the time, I don't. And when I see it, I go, oh, that's just an old pattern from my brain. And I can separate it and put the tools in place. So there's never lack with me anymore, even when there's no money in the bank account. I don't go into the lack story. I don't go into I'm not good enough, even if I lose a client. It might be a slight trigger. It might pop up for a minute, so I'm not perfect, but I don't hold it. I don't um, rewire it. I don't do the déjà vu yeah, it keeps the looping yeah. around. Does that make sense? One
0: hundred percent. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: And it is that. Yeah, you're not confirming those old stories. Eh? A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting when you say about the law of attraction um, because I think the secret had a lot to do with this, where people thought if they just thought good things, then they'd be able to manifest those things. Yes. Um, yeah, and it was quite good to. It's quite good to realise that. Well, that's not the. That's
1: not the truth. No, Um, because if you you could say, I'm going to win a million dollars, but if you can't receive a million dollars, and what I used to do is a vision board and affirmations, and there's only ever one thing that showed up, and that was a palm tree. And I was doing this push and force, which is the old brain and the old Newtonian science is the push and force. So work really hard, and you'll get the palm tree and the island holiday, then you'll be happy. So I was living out of that, which is what we trained in from little, yes. right? Except our, our being is, is the be do have. That's the quantum physics side of it. So quantum physics is the newer science, which has been proven now. And Newtonian is the Isaac Newton science, which we know isn't true. And that's that if you sit down and think about it, it will happen stuff. That's not the case. And I'm not talking about push or force, but if you have an unconscious pattern underneath, you'll never receive that island holiday anyway without pushing and forcing because you're in poverty or lack. All our patterns underneath are driven from poverty or lack, some sort of lack. We're lacking in abundance capabilities or we're fundamentally flawed. That's what the brain wires in. So with law of attraction, how I see it is, if you sit in your undies on the couch and eat chocolate, it's not going to show up, Trace. But if you look at how you're thinking and bring consciousness to it, And if you do a bit of deeper work and see what your unconscious patterns are and you're willing to shift that operating system and dig into knowing and ask a question like what else is possible for me I've never considered, something else will come into your awareness that wasn't possible before. And you follow that knowing, you follow that gut feeling and that's the being, doing, having. So you're being kind now, you're being grateful now. You're being you right now and then following your knowing and the action falls out of the being, not forcing you to be happy at the other end. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's not an
1: end result. It's not an end result. And what what I know is from my coaching practices, you actually bring the end result in now I hear you're being and you know this too, right? So if you shift out of your brain and go into your deep knowing, there is no lack. So you're living in gratitude. You're living in joy and bliss. So you're in that energy now, and then it's more likely to show up. And then the universe's job, or whatever you want to call it, source or God, and and you, because you are the universe, is to match your frequency and for that to show up. But if you're being in the do, be, have, you're pushing and forcing against a pattern. So you're either fighting the pattern or you're agreeing with it on some level. That's all our brain does. It fights or agrees, defends or it agrees or aligns, then you're doing some sort of force and push. And the and the universe and the energetics of the quantum physics knows. So I was pushing and forcing in my other businesses years ago, and they never worked. I'm talking 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. I was an education yeah. consultant because there was a push and force energy. But underneath it, I was still being driven out of I lack, I've got poverty, and I'm not good enough. Now, it showed up differently to how it might with you or with someone else or an 80-year-old man, but it was – Driven from those deep unconscious patterns.
0: Yeah, and I, when, when I think about myself, my pattern was just yeah relationships that weren't healthy, you yes.
1: know.
0: And there was subconscious beliefs in there that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't good yes. enough. Um, and so yeah, so working on those, and then yeah, for me it was around um, changing my mindset of what I could, what I could have, yes. what a relationship could be like and yes. opening up to those possibilities. Um, and and that's the same with affirmations. Like, I, I love affirmations. I'm very aware, though, that I can't just shove them on top of the stuff that I'm feeling. No. Like, I've like mm. really got to acknowledge that stuff and and, and see it for what it is. Um, yes. <laughs> acknowledge and, and, uh, the shit pond, <laughs> whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. déjà vu
1: yeah. is what yes. I call it, that constant. Yes. And I, haven't I smelt you somewhere before? That mm, sort yeah. of energy, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. So and I get what you're saying. affirmations work for some people. they never work for me. My brain would swing back. And of course if you're putting on powerful, as you know, you still to do the inner work A hey, is what you're saying because if you put that above something rising up going I'm a piece of shit, then the affirmation isn't going to shift it. So but you can use it to calm you and that's how my clients use it. They'll use it to calm them in a process, bring back some calm. The short term, they're great. But as you and I know, it's digging deeper. It doesn't have to be processing emotions. And it doesn't have to be sitting and sitting on a, in, in a cave for 50 years, you know, studying some special book. It's actually once you start to ask questions, they open up your reality. And also, I teach my clients a lot of journaling tools, which are great too. Um, Do you use
0: so journaling? Yeah, I love yeah, it, right. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, have done so for years and just always get so much awareness and, and mm. problem solve and, yeah, yeah. so good. Um, I want to break down, so you said be, do, have, is that right? Yes, yeah. yeah. I want to break that down for people who are going, well, yeah, what do you even mean by that? Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, yeah so tell, I get me, tell me first of all the B part. What, would, so what
1: the, would that look like? Well, we're a human being, yeah. and, and we know this. We've been called a human being. So a being is just presence. It's presence. It's a being. You're just being. You know when there's someone in the room and you can feel their presence, and they're just being? Or you sit with that person who's got this beautiful, wider and energy in that being. They're not having to get anywhere. They're not having to do everything, do anything, and they're everywhere and nowhere everywhere and nowhere you know how babies are everywhere and nowhere even if they're screaming there's a presence about them and everyone's attracted to that mm. whether they're screaming or crying children and animals animals for us as well because they be and everything comes the action comes out of a being so when you're truly being there is no past but you're aware of the future and you're aware of it as a possibility rather than a oh, God, I've got to go and do this now, and I've got to go Christmas shopping, which is still the past because it's a pattern of lack, a lack of time, a lack, I'm going to run out of time or money with Christmas or whatever. So when you're being, there's nowhere to get and nothing to do, and then in the beingness, you are in your super consciousness. You are in your deep knowing, and you can sit and be and access that in a different way, and I teach women how to do that. Some men too, but mainly women. How to really follow their bodies your body will show you if you're being or not. It will try and get you to be by get, making sometimes by you hurt yourself and it's like your body just wants to rest but it's different to resting. You can rest and not feel rested because yeah. the brain's yeah. still going. So being is being out of your head and being a presence that is just there. It's not always the easiest thing to do, but I can access that space quickly now. I mean, you know, that's years of training, but there are ways to access it. And I do teach people a type of energetic meditation, my own process, which is not so much a meditation, but an energetic process, which I do call a meditation, that will take them into their body and being and presence who they are as a being. And that being doesn't sit in the body. The being sits out of the body. Your energetic body is infinite it's everywhere again and nowhere and that's why when you walk in the room sometimes you feel someone's energy and you're like wow they're amazing and I just want to spend time with them that's because they're being this infinite beautiful being and not pushing or forcing so that's the being does that make sense Tracy? Oh 100% yeah yeah
0: and I've been in that space where things just flow and you manifest things and it's not the hustle
1: no and that's what I teach people is there's no force in being I just have things show up but it doesn't mean I haven't done the work you know I've sat on the computer and done my sales pages and and I've done the housework but what I'm talking about is the hustle I just don't hustle anymore so when I'm in that being space I'm aware of what's possible and I've let the past be in the past and I've got gratitude for it So when you're a being, you've got gratitude for everything, whether it's dodgy, the thing that happened, and we can say there's abuse, yes, but if you can have actual gratitude and allowance for what happened, you will stay in that being space and not being kept back in the past. So it's like when you're not being, you're in a past timeline. The body and the brain and everything is still in the past and being driven from a past timeline. But when you jump... Yeah, when you jump what I call a quantum leap onto a new track, you are being, you're in this future timeline that could show up and the possibilities will literally start to come on, like into your awareness, like coming onto the computer screen.
0: Yeah, and and to go back to what you were saying about being stuck in the past, that might look like you're reacting to situations, yeah? Yeah. And then when you... Are in alignment and in that present, it might look like the, the perfect person, the perfect opportunity. Things yes. show up, and you are just the, the right timing.
1: Exactly that, and you've created it because it's the yes. law of creation. So we're a creative being. We know that we created a planet. Um, you know what I mean? I mean buildings, we have technology. We're creative beings, so we can create poo, deja poo, or we can create amazing stuff. Yes. And when you're truly being you step into your true, what's what I call your superpowers and your super desires. So your super desires, the real desires that you have to while you're here on this planet, come forward and up, especially with the question tools. You're like, okay, what is it I do really desire? They come to the surface. And then your superpowers that match it come up too. So whether it's coaching women, whether it's art, whatever that is. So when you're being, you also step into the beingness of your superpowers your super deep desires, and what your super awareness is and who you are and how that shows up. When we're in our brains, the old unconscious pattern, the old default system, and doing the things like force and push, we're bringing up more of the past. And it's the same record. It's the hamster wheel. So you might have a slight improvement of what can show up, a slight improvement. So you might have your relationship gets a little bit better because you're working really hard and you have date night right? But underneath (laughs) it is still driving the um, I'm not good enough or he doesn't do enough for me and I need more because I'm not good enough and he needs to fill my holes in the gaps if that makes sense. And so whenever I know when I'm jumping to the past because I'm either moaning, I'm telling a story, I've got no gratitude, I'm defending myself like my ego kicks in and goes, ah no, I'm right or I'm uh, defending someone else, or I'm agreeing or even disagreeing. You can agree with someone else and be in the past. So if they say, hasn't this year been really bad and COVID was dumb, you're in the past. You're in an old pattern of lack, of fear, and fear is all based in the past and those unconscious patterns. We're not born with fear. So if you're agreeing or disagreeing with someone outside of you who's telling a story that's based on some unconsciousness, on lack, you're also in the past. So I teach my clients to find their knowing and be like, okay, I did agree and that's okay, but I've actually hooked myself back to a past way of being I'm angry with the government I'm angry with the fact I can't go to my aunties today, whatever. Just using COVID because it's yeah, a simple yeah, yeah. example. Yeah. Or you can be like, okay, I'm grateful for I am with COVID right now. I'm grateful for I am. What else is possible? And use some other tools to shift you back to being again. Any moaning, story, disagreeing, agreeing, or aligning and agreeing is part of the brain. So, what I talk about is congruency and that's harmony. So, when you're in that deep knowing and you know your, what you desire and you know your, your gifts, then this harmonious thing happens, like you said. Things just drop in your lap. The right person shows up, like you showing up for me to talk to, which is awesome for me. This is harmonious. And everything, the resources show up. We're not lacking in resources. So I have money show up in my bank account. I don't know where it's come from. (laughs) I get money left at my door over COVID with food. I got cocktails made and left at my door. Why? Is it because I'm special? No, I think we're all special. It's because I receive and I'm open to being surprised and delighted by being, not by being being in my brain, but by the actual thing, universe, show me gifts, show me my gift. And when I start to ask, show me my gift, everyone starts to give me gifts and they show me what I'm good at. So by giving a simple request to yourself, your consciousness and the ultimate consciousness of the planet and the universe, you are entangling yourself with a new way to be and with things showing up rather than entangling yourself with the same old crap or deja vu. So I have random magical things show up, but actually I've created them because I'm out of my brain and I'm willing to be contributed to and receive. So you can ask for money or have an affirmation, I am rich, but if you can't receive it, if you're in your brain still, you won't be able to receive the riches that this universe has for us. Beautiful.
0: Great examples. Yeah. So you you get into the flow, you're in your being state and then – what
1: happens next? When you're in your being state and you're asking, this is what I do. I ask, what's my next steps? Yeah. Show me. So I don't act on anything to I know it's in flow and it feels right. I even have a way of planning my week and day. That comes out of quantum physics. That comes out of being. So I don't do normal planning. I don't do normal goal setting because goal setting's out of the brain. You can have a strategic plan, you can have goals, but a lot of them are based on lack. I will lose weight this year. I will earn $50,000 more because there's a, I should have earned more. But when we're in the big space, our goals, which I call targets or priorities, come out of a different space. They come out of a anything's possible, and I'm an infinite thing, and I can receive infinitely And I can act infinitely and I can create anything infinitely, joy, bliss, abundance, gratitude. So I'm going to ask, what's next? What's next for me? What's my next step in my business? I ask all of this. What's my next step in my life? What do I need to do with the kids today? And I ask and I get a download. It's a download. And I'm showing myself, but also the universe, whatever is out there, I don't know what it is. But quantum physics, if you look up Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, you'll see the physics behind this proves this as well. And then I get a sense and I dig deep into my being again. I'm like, ah, that feels right. That feels light. So I follow that GPS of my body and my being. And there's a way to teach you to do this too. I get this lovely light feeling. And for me, it's sort of in my um, abdomen. And then I'm like, that feels right. Boom. And I'm off. If it starts to feel heavy or like rocks in my stomach, I know that I need to shift something again. I'll be like, okay, that doesn't feel quite right. What's next then? Where do I need to go today? Show me universe. Show me body. Do you need to rest? Whatever that is. And I have a lot of different question structures that I teach my clients. And it doesn't matter what you ask, but it matters that you're willing to listen to your GPS, your deep superconsciousness, your knowing and your body is part of it. A body is the sensing organ between the being and what's available.
0: Gosh, that makes sense. Um, it's, I, I operate very similar in the sense of yes. when I thought about interview, this interview, um, I sat and noticed if it felt good to reach out to you to, and ask yes. you if you wanted to come on. And um, it wasn't until I had that feeling, it was when I got that feeling, was when I reached out I didn't do it before I had that you know and and I think um, that's something to be really aware of that yeah our body does tell us um, what feels right what doesn't feel right and we're going to make sure that we stay aligned to that
1: definitely and um, what's happened is a lot of us live here in our heads so and I was I was living in my head I'm very analytical but also very um I'm very aware of energies and I've got a real capacity with energy healing as well. So I have my own modality as well. I used to use with some clients, but I was very actually very aware of what was going on energetically around me, but I was cutting it off. I was not listening to my body anymore, but as a child I did, I was always in nature and I had so much abundance even though there wasn't abundance with money. I had abundance in other ways. But as time went on, we get wired into judging ourselves by school. I'm an ex-school teacher. I'm not knocking school teachers, but we're in a system where we're measured. Everything is measured, and we're told to stop asking questions unless they're the right questions, and we've got to find the right answer. So questions become one-dimensional, and the answers are yes and no. And this is what happens over time, and society is programming us as well. This is the right way. You know, get married, have kids. Whatever that is in your culture, you know, make sure you've got a good job. Might be you uni- go to university in your family. So we're wired into this stuff. And what happens, we go into our heads we become cerebral. But actually there's a part of us that's just yearning to be in touch with us again and yearning to be shown. And what the body does with me is I get pain. Pain is an awareness. My body's saying, hang on a minute, there's something going on here and you're not listening to me. My back will go sore or something or my hips will be tight. And I realise, hang on a minute, there's an unconscious pattern being driven here and I'm not willing to move forward somewhere. That's why I'm all tight in the hips or whatever that is for me. That's what it is for me anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Just to stop you right there, because I think that's really important to connect that I'm feeling pain in my body there's a subconscious story yep. going on there like mm. you know to be aware of where there isn't that flow and in, in the being and yes. then the link between the old subconscious or unconscious beliefs yes yeah. yes yeah I want so people to bo- hear
1: that yeah, <laughs> yeah so the body the body is our again is our as a parameter for what our brains not a parameter it's like a um indicator it's, it's Yeah, yeah. And it's an unconscious mind being played out. Your body is your unconscious mind played out if you allow it. So this unconscious mind's being played out physically. And I had stuff going on, you know? I've had tummy stuff going on which I've sorted now, you know, and I knew that was unconscious patterns. So um so it's disease, right? We're not at ease, we're not being. We're doing and pushing and forcing on the old path the deja vu going round and round in our hamster wheel and our body's going, hang on a minute, you're for- forcing and pushing me. You're forcing and pushing food in as well. You're not moving how you need to. And I want to flow this way because I know this is right for you and you're not listening to me because you're in your brain and you're staying on this track. This was me in my marriage. My the end of my marriage, I was suicidal and very low because – I was staying on this track of I have to stay married. I've got these two kids and this is what you do. You stay married and I don't want to have my children in, a, in, in two houses. I didn't want that to happen. And, it, and underneath it was this whole thing of I've got to be better and I've got to be a better person that was driving it because I'm not good enough. So I was trying to fix it when it wasn't fixable. Yeah. And it then was, the, collective,
0: yes. the collective beliefs, say eh, of, of yeah. what society says is right.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. you get told, I mean, people have said to me, you know, your kids are from broken home. Mm. It's bullshit. My home is not broken. My kids are not broken. They will both tell you they are happier. And it was the best thing, even though, I you know now looking back, it was the best thing, even though that first year was hell. You know, one of them cried himself to sleep every night. I had to get tools because I had a child who was low and crying themselves to sleep every night, and I was too. Yeah. And a daughter who was very upset in different ways. So, you know, I had, to, I had to get out of that old unconscious pattern because I was driving myself. I was going to create a disease or something in that marriage. And I'm not blaming the other person. I'm talking about my own unconscious patterns, right? But there was some abuse in there, and I was allowing it because of an unconsciousness that I wasn't good enough. Now, whose job is it to fix it? The ex? No, and I don't mean fix. So I don't fix my problems and I don't get my clients to fix their problems. We shift from the brain that fixes into transforming into a new way to operate in a new operating system. There is no fixing needed because there's nothing wrong with you and you're turning the problem into a possibility. So what I've done the last seven years is turn my lack of money, I had no credit for five years, into a possibility. And I started to ask, show me my way to make money. And I made money in the most unique ways, not from banks, not from lending or borrowing money. And I managed to create my own house with no credit. And my mortgage broker was like, I don't know how you've done this. How have you bought a house with no credit? That's because I dug deep into my knowing and I didn't give up and I knew it was possible. But everyone told me it was not possible. It took two years. Not give up. And now I'm about to sell it because what's right for me now is living at the beach. And it's created this equity that's now I'm going to buy a section and live in a caravan for a little bit and build a tiny house. So I followed my knowing and I bought. And when I let go of push and force, the house showed up. Like I was doing six months of this store. I've got to get this house. I'm running out of time. And the house prices are going up. And I was a little bit in old unconscious patterns with it i just tell you this story. And then that day I sort of cried and went, universe, I'm done. I'm annoyed and I've had enough and I'm tired. I give up. And I let it go. The next day the house showed up and it was mine in two days. Crazy.
0: Crazy but not crazy, yeah. eh? It,
1: yeah. It's yeah, just how, the life, how life works, yeah. Yeah, how the B yeah, do have. Fine. When I stopped trying to force the house stuff, I didn't force getting the mortgage. I forced them all trying to find the house. When I let it go, boom, it showed up the next day because I knew deep down it was there. Yes. This house yes. that I could afford in an area that was right for me was there. Yes. And I also know, and I haven't found it yet, there's a section for me. I know it's there. I can sense it. My body gets excited when I go to a hoopie and I drive down the road and I'm going, I wonder where my section is. And something has shown up. I just haven't quite got a contract on it. But I'm, not, I'm open to whatever shows up. So that's how I create everything. What I buy, what clothes I buy, if I go out for the evening, if I was going to work with you, Tracy, on this podcast, I'm like, hang on, does this feel light? Does this feel right? Same as you said, but every year I do it with food in my body, business decisions, and this goes against what you're told about business decisions. So I I know I'm being judged with how I operate and coach people, but the women I'm working with, their lives have spun around in two or three months and they're like different people, joyful, gratitude, and they're in flow. That is And that's why I do what I do, yeah.
0: So funny. I've got a section that I'm feeling into as well, which is a crack up that you say that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just being in that flow and and trusting and and feeling that it is, it's there, it's coming. Yeah, You know, staying in the possibilities. That's fantastic. So yeah. um, we've spoken about the be um, yeah. and we've spoken about the do. Yes. Which is aligned from the be, following that yeah. flow, where it feels right. Yeah. And then we've touched on the have too. Um yes. Is there anything more you want to share about the have?
1: I think with the have, you've got to let go of what it looks like. So you do the action. So when I'm feeling and I know, okay, I've got to go, you know, I'll know to go to the beach for a swim. It's just like my body requires that. I get out and then I get a text from a client saying I need a session. This happens a lot, okay? But you've got to let go of the have, what the have is going to look like. So if I'm creating this house, I had a bit of a point of view I wouldn't live next to a garage because I live in quite a busy, but it's so close to the supermarket and garage right next door. And that's why it wasn't quite showing up. When I let go of all the points of views, the have, the having of the house showed up. So you have got to be willing to suspend belief When everyone says, you know, you really need to live here and a car like that that's only five years old and, you know, you don't want to buy a car that's 10 years old or whatever, you've got to suspend belief of what everyone else says it should look like and what your past has been. So you've got to let go of the belief of the have from the past. When I do that, I always have that. When I talk to my ex, he always does that. And I have more, you know, I have more pain and annoyance. You've got to let go of that and you've got to be open to what else is possible beyond anything I've ever considered. To have a new open possibility that is infinite, you can't use the old operating system because you'll have the same relationship with your ex or the same old car that's 10 years old because I can't afford a newer car, right? So what I've done is I've opened up the possibility to more abundance and everything else by being willing for it to show up how it does. If it shows up like a car that's new, that's fine. If it doesn't, if I'm asking and I know that there's a new car available, if the car's still 10 years old, who cares? Mm, that's yeah. what's possible now because that's what my body's desiring to be in that car. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's suspending the way it looks, and this is where some of the law of attraction breaks down because it says, put a vision board of your car, that's red, and it's a Porsche. But what if there's a cool little Dub Golf it's 10 years old and silver, and which is what I'm driving at the moment, right? And it's fun, this little VW Golf. It's really cool. I can't fit my surfboard in it, but it's a cool little zippy energy. I never thought I'd be driving around on one, right? And what if that's what's available now and is creating for you and giving you peace and ease and fun and joy? Not the Porsche, because it never was available. And your body never wanted to sit in a red Porsche, so are you willing also to ask your body for it to show up the way it wants, if it's things to do with your body like food, clothes, comfort? Because your body has its own awareness and consciousness too. So I suspend belief about my section. It's like, you know, it could have a little shed on it. It could be a 300-side or a 500-side. It could have a view or not. So I've suspended belief about what it should look like, what I think it should look like. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And what I, you have to suspend what you believe or know already up to this point and be willing to go, okay, section, where are you? Show me. Wow, I'm really excited. Show me where to go, who to be, who to talk to. So I talk to my creations like that because they have an energy and they are my creation. So they're having suspend all of your points of view, suspend what you think it should look like and it shows up way better. And when you're congruent with it, it shows up way better. Even if it takes five years, my house took five years, but two years of really asking and searching. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. My house is perfect for me right now. Beautiful energy, beautiful water, and it's worked perfectly to this point. And now it feels like it's time to go but if you'd said to me, you're living next to a garage on that street, I said, no, I'm not. When I first saw it, I couldn't receive it for the first day. I was like, I don't want to live there. But actually it's been the most amazing creation. Yeah.
0: I've had an aha uh-huh. moment while you've been talking. Yes. Um, and it's that, so we own our home and in my mind, I'm like, I have. I, we have to do up the kitchen and we have to do up the bathrooms and we need to paint the outside and then we can sell it and yes. then we'll be able to get the section. But it's actually that's not opening up to possibilities. That's no. so back in the past of yes. of beliefs that you know You have to do your
1: house up. At yes, first.
0: Yeah. yes. Smart. And not being say. open to the possibilities of no, like it could happen easily. It doesn't have to be hard, and yeah. I don't have to do all the stuff to then get there. So no. yeah, yeah,
1: good. And, and I've my own house the same because when I first said, when I first felt this need to move again and be at the beach, my kitchen floor is a beautiful um, wood underneath. It's a 1955 cottage, a beautiful matai and rimu and stuff, but it's got this old liner we left on there because when I renovated, I'm single parenting, but it's had someone help me renovate. Still got paint on it. When I never quite got around to sanding it, just time and money. And when I first was like, I'm going to sell. I had people say to me, "Oh, you need to sort the liner out. You know, you're going to have to sort that out. That's really ugly." And then they were like, "Oh, what about finishing your kitchen? And what about putting a deck of a fence out?" And now I've had someone putting an offer in the next couple of days who's buying it as is because they want to do the kitchen themselves, right? And they're having it as a rental, but they've already got ideas to renovate the kitchen. To a space that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have spent 30 grand on it. I would have just tidied it and lived in it because I've got children and things I want to do and I want to go surfing and I want to have a life. So it's funny you say that because I had to also drop those points of views about three months ago and I'm like, I'm going to sell it now as is. It's tidy, it's warm, it's whatever it is. And if someone wants to fix up the kitchen and put the lino on the beautiful floors, they will, but it's not my job anymore. So I've done the same thing as you. And so one thing that might
0: show that you are in the past is you try to control things. Yes.
1: It's all control. It's all control. And it's all, listen to your language. If you're saying, I want and I need, you are saying, I lack. I want a new house. I want a new section. I want a section and a hoppy. If I said that, I lack it. Want means you lack? You require it. And the brain goes... Oh, she's lacking. The universe goes, she's lacking. It shows you more lack. You come congruent with lack. So really look at your language. Are you saying those things? Another one is I should and I shouldn't. There's a type of control there. I should be doing this. And it's a push and force. And again, you start to go into the old unconsciousness and you start pushing and forcing. So really look at what you're saying. Everything is a judgment. Even I don't like runny eggs. I used to say I don't like runny eggs. And then one day my friend made them for me and I went, I'm going to have to eat this. I don't want to say to her that I don't eat eggs, Benedict. Yeah. And my body went, "Ah, oh, this is delicious. And even now I go to make poached eggs for myself. My head goes, you don't like runny eggs. And my body goes, ah, oh, this is delicious. So everything That's can funny. be a judgment and can be from the past and the control. Even I don't like eggs but are you willing to say body or universe or me show me what is a really true design? What does my body really want to eat? And I wonder where I really, where I want to really live and what do I really want to do for, to create money? So I ask for money to show up as well. Like I'm like, okay, what would it take to create money today? And one of my favorite ones is surprise and delight me with money today. And it just shows up randomly. I'll have, old stuff I used to do and then someone says, can you do that for me now, my education consultancy work? Or I'll get a refund I didn't even know I was going to get or someone gives me money for Christmas. This happens all the time if you ask my friends and clients and that's because I'm not doing the control anymore. 5% of my day, yes, we're all going to have some of it sometimes but 90 to 95% I'm in flow. So if I require a new business thing, I know it's light, the money always shows. But if I'm doing something and I think I need that app because I got told by a coach I need that app, the money won't show because I've been told it and it's a control energy. Does that make
0: sense? 100%, yeah. 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 Can you share a couple of the questions, a couple of the key questions that you love to ask yourself or yes. that you share with your clients?
1: So the first two, which are great, and the first two I learned from someone too, are what else is possible? Now that is when you're having a crappy time if you're in the deja vu or if you're in possibility, what else is possible gets the reticular activating system in the brain for looking for what's possible. Because your brain can't do possibility. Your brain can only do pro- the probability based on its old pattern. Unless you've trained it for more gratitude, unless you've trained it to come from your super consciousness, your deep knowing. So, what else is possible will have you going, wow, what else is possible here? I've never considered. With my business, you could even say, what else is possible with money or my body or with my kids? But what else is possible? Classic. And I ask it all day. You know, I won't get a car park or I'll get a parking ticket. Let's say I'm having an unconscious moment and I'll be like, okay, cool. What else is possible? I wonder how that money could show up another way. Sure enough, the money will show up. Or I'll shift myself out of that. Three things happen in a day. That bad things happen in a day. Because what happens is we get things happening and then we go into, oh, that was the first thing. Oh, you won't believe it. Now I've, now my son's dropped my favourite vase or whatever. You know that whole yes. old story is about three things in a day? That's part of the old um, paradigms and what people believe. So what else is possible? We take you out of trauma. You'll be sitting there going, I've had some trauma this year, and I'll be sitting there going, it wasn't about COVID, just family stuff, and I'll be sitting there going, hey, what else is possible here? And it calms you, it brings you, and your body calms and everything. The other one is how does it get better than this? Another classic, having a crappy time, having a great time. Wow, how does it get better than this? Show me, universe. Show me. So I'll say those all day. And then I the show me is more of a request. So the request goes out to your super consciousness and the universe or that quantum field. If you look at the quantum physics, look up those people I said or other people we are creating what shows up with what we're saying and who we're being so show me you are asking to be shown and as the bible says "Ask and you shall receive and then you could say show me something else show me money show me ease and I how I got my confidence back was saying show me my gifts people started to tell me so the Real, when you look at people teaching confidence, that's still part of the brain most of the time, that personal development, a lot of it's still in the brain. But when you teach it in a way with a be, do, have in quantum physics, they get shown their gifts. They get shown what's possibly from other people and who contribute to them. And then they go, wow, I am great at that. And then they start to receive it. And then they realize, I do have gifts. My gifts aren't the same as Tracy. My gifts aren't the same as my kids, but I have gifts. And then you act out of the space of the ease and the joy and the flow with that rather than trying to fix the lack of self-confidence. Yes,
0: yes. Yes. So much goodness in this conversation. Yeah. I, yeah it's, it's really got me thinking and I have a feeling it's going to get the listeners thinking too about how they're using their language and, yes. you know, where they're focusing and are they in their flow and being and, you know, I have so enjoyed this conversation and oh, I could continue talking for so long, but I'm aware that same. we're coming up to an hour. Yes. Um, so maybe we'll get you back on in 2021. And, and oh, I'd love more. to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there one last bit of wisdom you would love to share with the readers that could support them?
1: Yes. You know what? I want to say there's a one in 400 trillion chance of you being born. Mm. You get that. That's the stats. And you know, some kids come in regardless of circumstances and they survive and they live because they're meant to be here. So you are meant to be here and your purpose, true purpose, isn't to try and fix other people or fix you, it's to bring the joy and bliss and your gratitude for you to the the forefront. Your core is really this joy and inner bliss and ease and self-gratitude. And when you really dig back down into that superconscious and that deep knowing and your desire of that to have more joy and ease and bliss, you get to share that with everyone else and they get to shift and watch you and go, wow, I can be that gift too and I am a gift. So be you. Tap into your capacity. You are a gift. You're a beautiful being and you will be the change the world needs by being you. Wow. Wow
0: that was powerful and beautiful and i really really felt that and took it in yeah, and, so and bottled I. it up yeah. <laughs> and i hope um i hope the listeners do too and they and they oh realize right. how incredible they are they as are. well thank you so much yeah did you want to say something else then
1: i just want to say thank you tracy for inviting me i get to share you know who i am and i get to be a a You know, I get to share my gifts with others, and then if they can take those gifts and share it, because my goal is to have one million people or women out of this shame and blame and self-judgment and self-hate. So, if you take those tools, everyone, and share it with everyone, I'm really pleased. So, thank you for bringing me on.
0: I so get you, absolutely. Such a pleasure, and I look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks Thanks so much, Tracy.
1: Take care. Bye. You too. See you. Bye.